Glory to God. Praise his name. Wow, the sound is fantastic up here, brother. My, they've done some work over the last couple of days that the brothers have, and it sounds like totally different. Amen. Let's turn to Psalms chapter 27. Thank you, musicians, all that serve and serving behind the scenes. Thank you so much. Just love the Lord and Wednesday night services. Psalms 27 is the rapture chapter. And we're just going to start reading at verse uh, 10. And uh, I think that'll be good. And then verse 14, we can all read out loud together. Um, after speaking last Wednesday night on the enthusiasm of God, uh, one word kept coming to my heart. After the service, I wrote it down um, in the office here. I wrote it down at home. I wrote it down on the platform. I wrote it down. And today I just I said, Lord, really? One word? And he said, really, you know, uh, one word tonight we're speaking on is wait. W-A-I-T. I don't know how Brother Murphy translates that into Chinese. But amen. Wait. So I don't know who this is for tonight. I'm just the messenger boy. I'm just the one that carries the, the message. And it must be for a, a person. So uh, let us wait. Psalms 27 verse 10. And then we'll read verse 14 out loud together. But verse 10. When my father and my mother... Forsake me, then the Lord, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over under the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Altogether, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. We're going to read that one more time. And I want it to be kind of like a shout tonight. So let's not just silently mumble through the verse, but let's all read it as a congregation like a shout out. Sure. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay, verse 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It sounded so good. Let's read it again. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And I say, wait. On the Lord. God bless you. You're dismissed. Amen. <laughs> Let's have a word of prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, it's good to be with your family tonight and pray for one another. And oh, Father, look across the room and encourage one another with a smile and a good hearty handshake and glory to God and praise as Lord would ring out in the church tonight as we are hearing the word of God. I pray you bless our brother Tim Dodd as he is traveling to India, Lord. May he be a blessing there. May you bless the labors of the ministry. I'm thinking of the shut-ins tonight. Our brother Ryan Hayes and our brother Hugh Message, Sister Billis Berger and others that are shut-in, Father. 
maybe sickly, maybe weary. Some even tonight in the church might be discouraged. I pray that you would speak to every situation so personally as every service. There's something good in the word that we can reach in as eagles and feed from the word of God. Tonight we have one word that you've laid on Brother John's heart, and that is wait. I pray, Lord, whoever that it's for, that you would just strike it within their heart and give us character, give us patience. Give us of the quickening without hesitation that we would receive the word of God and put it, Lord, into practice in our lives. We thank you for Brother Michael Ray, Brother Jonathan Frey that has worked on the sound. We already can sense a change in the sanctuary. I just pray, Lord, as there's unsung heroes and others within the assembly, our dear mothers with their babies and children and deacons, trustees, Musicians, Lord, just such a body that we have. I pray a blessing upon the body. Heal our land in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you tonight in Jesus' name. You can have your seats. It's very unusual. I don't even know if I've ever done this before, but I even wrote it on a big sign uh, when I got home yesterday from the office. Wait. And I put it on the, the wall Of our office. Amen. One word. And that is wait. You know every service is something good for us. And you know if tonight God's will for your life is to go. Go. Then go. Go quickly. Do what God's laying on your heart to do. But sometimes there's a word that comes maybe in another season that just says just wait. Just wait. Then I want you to listen Real closely as we go to the word and just look at this word as Psalms 27 is so clear. I put it on the screen. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. When you look at this word, it means to look for. So we're speaking on waiting on the Lord. We're hoping in Him. Not hoping that it would happen, but it's with, it's, I'm expecting it to happen. I'm waiting on the Lord. On a Wednesday night, we're waiting on the Lord. It, it means to be eagerly. We came to the house of God eagerly for the Word of God to come. We're waiting on His presence. We're waiting on one another. As Paul taught us in the communion service. To wait on one another. It's to lie in wait for. That means you're looking for something to happen. And to linger. I'm lingering. Say, what are you doing? I'm lingering. I'm watching. I'm collecting. I I am. We're binding together. All of the service isn't about the minister. It's about the Lord Jesus. Our enthusiasm is for his word. So it's now the congregation binding together and it's to be collected. Let's all collect our thoughts on a Wednesday night in a busy uh, Christmas time and people's minds on money, driving, spending. But let's collect our hearts and wait on the Lord. Psalms 37 verse 34 says, would you like to turn to it if you have your Bible open there? Maybe just a couple scriptures we could turn to a little bit and exercise ourselves. In Psalms 37, 
Verse 34. Wonderful words of life. And I know you that are elders have heard uh, these types of things for many years. Maybe sermons or thoughts about waiting. But I'm just going to speak it freshly tonight for all of us together so that it could be just fresh to you. Psalms 37 verse 34. The Bible says, wait on the Lord and keep his way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. So if we wait on the Lord, keep his ways, the Lord's going to exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 20. Would you like to turn to the next uh, chapter together? Uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 20 verse 22. Just some things Brother Branham spoke about it in just a few minutes. About waiting. Waiting on the Lord. Proverbs 20 verse 22. Say not... Thou, I will recompense evil. Or don't let this come into your heart that you're going to get back at it. You're going to get back at someone. I'm going to recompense evil. But wait on the Lord. And he, he shall save thee. Lord, emphasize your word tonight. Just It could just be a little line. It could be a phrase, an inspiration. But say not thou, I will recompense evil. Or I'm going to give back evil. But wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. Now, I just have a couple things I put on the screen here. When we're speaking about waiting, this is not what I'm speaking about. We're not speaking about someone that is just sitting doing nothing. I want everybody, our thoughts to get together uh, tonight right away. This is not what we're speaking about. This is. Is not what we're speaking about. And in our generation it might be a cell phone laying out there. But we're not just waiting doing nothing like bored. Kind of letting our minds go fuzzy. Uh, I've spoken to some uh, brothers about work. You know it's not putting out a bunch of resumes. And sitting at home waiting for the phone to ring. You say I'm waiting on the Lord. Well sometimes that's just being lazy. Alright, you say, I'm waiting on the Lord, but really you're being lazy. Oh my, we better move along. But This is not what we're talking about. Someone just sitting, watching sand go down and just watching something happen. So let's just get that right clearly in our minds tonight. When we speak about waiting, as we go back to just look at this together. It, uh, waiting and to wait is not a passive word. It's not something that's just passive and it's not sitting down and doing nothing. It's an action word. It's an active life of a believer. I'm waiting on the Lord doesn't mean that I'm doing nothing. I'm just sitting here. It's an action part. In fact, for the bride of Christ and for his wife, as we speak about this to us and the bridegroom, it's part of our submissive role That we are waiting on the Lord. We're waiting on, on, on the Lord Jesus. He's our husband. And so it's, it's not a doormat. It's not that he treats us as a doormat, but it's voluntarily 
and willingly from a free heart, we are waiting on our husband. As Sarah, the Bible speaks about Sarah that spoke about her husband being like a Lord. And spiritually speaking, it's voluntarily. It's something from the heart of the believer that I am willing to wait. It's from a free heart. It's definitely not part of the Laodicean spirit to just uh, to wait on the Lord. What Brother John speaking on tonight is against the grain of Laodicea. And I think we all know they're going down and we're going up. So it's not part of the spirit of this age. It's not what you heard at the workplace today or in a science class probably. But it's part of the rapture bride's group. So tonight we're not just waiting around. Neither are we just sitting in a service, hearing a service or streaming a service or just watching, looking for something to happen. But it's to be actively seeking God. It's to have faith in the unknown. It's like God is invisible. Brother Matthew Wilson prayed that our God is timeless. God has all eternity. I just trust the Lord will minister to some person tonight. And if one person gets this word wait, it's successful. God's eternal. He's timeless. So He's not in a hurry. We're human. And that's not evil. But many times we get impatient in this nervous age. So to wait on God means to have patience in God's time. I'm having patience in God's place and who he wants to use and how God wants to move. We're waiting on the Lord. And as as we speak this tonight, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to go to another place of scripture before we read some things Brother Branham spoke about. Uh, the first uh, quote will be out of trying to do God a service without it being God's will. Real wonderful meeting he spoke in Jeffersonville and then in Shreveport. And you know, I trust that maybe when a minister mentions a service, some of you are writing them down. You know, Brother Tim Dodd mentioned a couple on Sunday, Victory Day, and then he mentioned the message, look. And uh, since Sunday, we've listened to Victory Day over and over, and today I was listening to the message, look. And, and whenever Brother Branham mentioned about when Moses looked out the window, Pharaoh looked out the window, that Pharaoh saw a bunch of mud daubers, but Moses saw the word being, do you remember that? And so brother uh, Tim Dodd mentioned those messages and we wrote them down and it's just good to go back and hear when brother Tom or brother Tim or brother Michael or brother Ernie, uh, any of these brothers, brother Murphy ministers the word because that's where our inspiration comes from. We're waiting on the Lord. Psalms 40 verse 27, a real familiar uh, scripture. Isaiah 40 verse 27. Who sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel? My way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. He's asking a question. Who is saying this, O Jacob? Remember Jacob His name was changed to Israel. So Isaiah speaks to both of these groups. Hast thou sayest, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, 
My way is hid from the Lord and my judgment is passed over from my God. Question. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not? Could we say that tonight? Go over to a Bible way. All of us. Have we heard of this person that he fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. I would say that's worth waiting for. He giveth power, verse 29, He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, He increases strength. I would drink in that word. Drink it all in. That could be your very verse tonight. He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Let this be a real strong verse tonight for all of us. They that wait upon the Lord. Just say, that's me, Lord. That is going to be my life. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We're going to go into this verse just in a few minutes. So hold your Bible open. But the Lord's speaking to you tonight. Wait, I say. Wait on the Lord. Now, Brother Branham, when he was speaking about this verse... He said, now when all of this happens, let us now see what happens when God and his age and his time. So let me just go back and read it again. When all of this happens, let us now see what happens when God and his age and his time is not considered. Just the people's idea. I would say, let's consider God's age. God's time. God's word. Many people have said to me, why don't you come over here and hold a meeting? Well, we call for you. Sign this and that or the other. Brother Brown said, wait. You might want it, but what does God say about it? Many people have said to me, I've had invitation, I've had interviews, personal interviews and things, and I waited for a year. Wait. If you hear the tape, it's with inspiration, enthusiasm, and and conviction. Just hold this in your heart. Brother Branham screams out, wait! How will I know what to say until God tells me what to say? See, I got to wait. That's the reason I said, write that out and let me see what he said. See, wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That right. He goes on just later in that message. Nor does the revival, nor does these things happen at the time that we think they ought to happen. We think it's this time right now, glory to God. I notice in our chapters and so forth of the businessmen, there's coming right away. 
Hallelujah, a great revival. So it was their enthusiasm. It was their messages. They were preaching this. There's coming a great revival. And Brother Branham said, don't be deceived. He has already come and they did to him what was list or what was listed about them. What did they do? What was Brother Branham speaking about? He was bringing what happened to Jesus right up into the message of the hour. They crucified the word for their day. But in, in, in the midst of all of that was a people just waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the coming of the Lord. See, but they think there's a revival. Is it happening? No, it's done and dead. It's over. Uh-huh. Notice, this is lamp trimming time. Coming out and going in. And he quotes the scripture again. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Then I say tonight, wait upon the Lord. I just want to jump ahead a little bit and speak about Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, as it was just coming to us this afternoon. If you'd just like to look at that verse again, I think I have it on the screen. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, there's four things I'd like you to see here. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And number four, they shall walk and not faint. And I begin to think about is the reason why people are not strong, why they're not mounting up with wings of eagles, why they're uh, not able to run and still not be weary and not able to walk and not faint is because they're not waiting on the Lord. Is that a fair question? Let's bring all of us into that tonight because the Bible says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So right away tonight, can we pray for ourselves that we would learn to wait on the Lord? But number two, can we pray for one another? Can we bring this into a prayer for one another that the, we would pray for one another? Lord, help us to uh, pray for one another that you would teach one another to wait upon the Lord. God, help all of us today as we see these things coming to pass and to wait on the Lord. When, when I heard the word wait, it's almost like it was a warning to someone. I'm sure the Lord has saved us much hurt and damage over the years. Because you have listened to the still small voice of God. But tonight it was almost like a warning to someone. Wait. To another person it might sound like a sharp command. It's almost like someone that would be going in in a wrong direction. And the Holy Spirit was... Maybe sharply. Someone might say, well, that's pretty sharp. In fact, when I sent it to the uh, brothers for the service tonight on the internet, I I just wanted to encourage them to put it all in capitals. W-A-I-T. If you get that in a text or an email, uh, sometimes it's disrespectful, a whole line to be in caps, but it's, it's almost like they're shouting or screaming out. And to one person, it might be a sharp command. Wait! But to another person, 
As you that have raised children know that all children's natures are different. It might be just a a gentle nudge. Wait. It might just be a whisper to somebody tonight. Just a whisper. Wait. To another person it might be like an announcement. It's like I wasn't expecting them to say that. I wasn't expecting that. I was just trying to be neutral And it was like the Holy Spirit gave an announcement. Wait! And to someone that might be more military prone, it's a word from a commanding officer in a certain season to wait. Immediately, a real soldier salutes that. As each time we have left Brother Hugh message in the hospital and now in the hospice, Place we just brother Tom and I visited him yesterday. We I, I always salute him because to a, a soldier when they hear something from a commanding officer such as wait in a certain season, they, they, their attention is up. It's emphasizing a point. And I want to say tonight, how many of us, how many people down through the ages, just think about down through the ages, have been spared a lot of pain and suffering because they heeded the voice of the Holy Spirit. God's trying to save you some hurt and damage. How oftentimes we fall into trouble and you'd say it's just a big mess. And I'm not preaching at anyone tonight. Myself also. God teach us how to wait on you, Lord. And I believe as believers tonight, we're just going to go into some things just in a moment. Our destiny is secure. We believe that tonight. Our, our destiny, our future has been determined by God. We are going to make it. There's a divine will that's being accomplished and moving God's wheels are moving just fine tonight. I'm not speaking about your destiny. We're speaking about your journey. We're speaking about our walk as Christians and our character that we're demonstrating throughout the week, throughout our our, our times. Because there's sometimes God is very clear. He's very decisive. And we know the will of God. I'm preaching this like it was for one person. There's times when God's will is very clear to us. And it just seems like we we know decisively that's what he wants us to do. It's like coming up to a green light or a caution light or a red light. And and you come up to a green light and it's God saying, go. I'm giving you freedom. Now's the time to go. Let's move. That's not the time to slam on your brakes. And, and you see it all the time. You know, it's a green light and somebody's just hitting their brakes, hitting their brakes. It's like, it's time to go. Sure. And, and sometimes, you know, even on a Wednesday night, you say, well, you know, let's bring a balanced message tonight. Well, if God's saying go to you, you need to go. But if God is saying wait to someone else, heed that voice. Sometimes we come up to a yellow light or an orange light and that means be aware. Be cautious. Is this okay tonight? Or proceed with caution. 
I mean, in, I know in Canada and in America, a yellow light means put on the gas and go through, you know. And I wonder sometimes spiritually if that's why a lot of accidents happen at junctions when really a yellow light means slow down, be prepared and observe closely. We all know what red means though, right? Stop. Stop. Break. It also means let others go. It means be patient. Just be patient for a while. It's time to stop. Tonight we're hearing a word from the Holy Spirit, I believe, saying wait. In this restless age. In this nervous age. In this unsettling age. If there ever was a time we needed to be certain of God, it's tonight. So I'm not speaking that we all need to get in a mode of just sitting doing nothing and with our hands folded. It's an active leaning forward. Let's turn to Romans chapter 12. You're listening really good tonight and that will help us uh, close the service earlier. Amen. Romans chapter 12 is Paul speaking about this. I We spoke on wait from the Old Testament. Wait, I say, on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Let's go to the New Testament and just hear Paul speaking in Romans 12 verse 4. For as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. So we're connected. Having then gifts differing. That doesn't mean there needs to be conflict. It means that our gifts differ. Uh, You know, that's amazing. But as we mature in our faith, it ought to be where differences don't cause strife and schism. But we should learn to appreciate how we're so different. And can we put the blame on the person that made us all different? God did. We can all smile right now. We're all different. That's not a bad thing. It's our attitude toward one another and toward the different gifts And many times for some people in their flesh, it's carnal. It causes division and it causes trouble. How can you be looking at the same thing and be so opposite? Because you're different. Is that a great revelation? Say, what are you saying? Wait. Just wait. Don't be hasty in your decision and write people off and don't write yourself off. Having then gifts, verse 6, differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy. This is words of encouragement. If your gift is prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry. Let us wait on our ministry or he that teacheth on teaching. This is Paul laying in there. If you have a ministry, wait on that. If your gift is teaching, wait on teaching. 
This is very good tonight. You, you can just rest back in whatever gift God's put in your life. Wait on the Lord. If you're a housewife, wait on that. Let God anoint your vessel. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. What are you supposed to do if you have a gift of exhortation? Wait on that. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. So I think that helps us at Christmas time. Is that true? Sometimes a little bit of time or a little bit of care is worth more than a huge gift. Money you don't have. On a credit you don't have. It's a little bit of love. You know, God heals by those things. Heals by love. He heals by music. That's the opening uh, phrases of, of the message look. It's amazing. God has a lot of ways of healing. It can stretch out over a hurt and help someone. Be encouraged on a Wednesday night. Just wait on your, on your gift of, of love and of patience. Just wait on that. Just let it soak down into the innermost part of your life. Stop being surface. Just a facade. Just looking at everything surfacy, And if it don't happen right away, you're like quick to go on and swipe, swipe, push. And we're so distracted. And the Holy Spirit is saying, wait. Let's read verse 8. He that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth, or is a leader, with diligence. He that showeth mercy... With chillfulness. You say, well, I have to give mercy and I'm just going to let them know that they have mercy. No, with chillfulness. Be happy about it. Be happy in the way that you're serving the Lord. Be a happy Christian. We heard about that last Wednesday. God doesn't want us to be a sad, moping wife to Him. He wants a wife that is cheerfully submissive. By wanting to meet his needs, God has needs. And the bride has the ability to meet his needs. You say, what is one of them? Wait on the Lord. Say, I'm waiting on you, Lord. It it means to sit near him, be around him, and to attend diligently the things of God. I think this can be applied to Christian living. We can be diligent about school, diligent about work, diligent about careers, diligent about how we dress. But can we be diligent about the things of God? We're waiting on the Lord. It means to be industriously. So waiting on the Lord isn't sitting doing nothing. Be industrious. Find someone that you can bless this month. There's families that cannot give. There's families that are poor. There's children that could need a little gift or need a little time. Take them out for a little. That is a wonderful gift with cheerfulness. It's being industrious, being attentive, being tireless. These are all having to do with waiting on the Lord. Verse 7 said, if if you have a ministry, let us wait on our ministering. It has to do with all of us giving attendance upon... And don't let it quit one side. In other words, don't stop it. Be right next to it. We only have one life, friends. Satan's wanting to sap all our energy, all our health, all our strength. And and God is restoring all things back to the believer. 
Let's look at this. Speaking in this way, I put it on the screen so that you can maybe soak it in a little bit. When Paul is speaking in Romans 12 about waiting on our ministry, he's speaking in this way about being steadfast. Be settled in your life. And when he speaks about sitting and being sedentary, be firm, be immovable. I thought this week of when all the dust settles down, you are going to be remaining. When all the skeptics are gone and all those that were impatient. Do you remember the trial messages when he brought up Mr. Skeptic, Mr. Impatience? But there was someone that had faith. Noah had faith. Enoch had faith. Rahab had faith. And time would uh, fail us to talk about Samson and, and Jephthah and all these brothers and sisters that had faith. And if there would be a Bible written in our day, your name would be there. They had faith. They waited on the Lord. Don't you want it to be a trademark of your life? That you waited on the Lord? You ran and weren't weary. You were able to walk and you didn't faint. Say, how do I do that? By waiting on the Lord. I'm I'm trying to put some more rocks into your script bag. So tomorrow when you meet the giant, you got something there. Amen. You got some fiber. Reach down in there and say, God, I want to wait on you, Jesus. I I thought of that this week. When everything settles down, you are going to remain. Lord, I want to be available to you. I want to be accessible to you. I offer up my life. I'm presenting myself. I'm waiting on you. I want to be moldable. I want to be sensitive. I want to be flexible. That's a real nature of Christ on a believer. And I want to be more like that. Don't you tonight, friends? I'm waiting for one. I'm waiting for him. And in conclusion, it means with the added notion of patience and trust. I'm patiently waiting. I'm not spiritually always eating my fingernails. Even though Brother John still does. If you can believe it. We live in a nervous age, you know. I'm a mortal speaking to mortals. It's not like I've mastered this. I, I'm not a great big Christian, huge Christian and a mighty. We're all human and we're in a battle. They that wait upon the Lord. God help all of us. In broken cisterns, what a wonderful message in Jeffersonville as I have The past 50 years old, Brother Branham said, I'd wake up of a morning, you know how it is, you can't hardly get that one foot out of the bed. My, you can't hardly do it. And somebody at the door knocking or Billy telling me there's an emergency somewhere I've got to go. And I think, how can I do it? And I try to put one foot out. And I think, let a prophet Influence your life tonight. You you might not think a lot of Brother John, but here's a prophet. I think thou art the fountain filled with my strength. Amen. Amen. My strength and my help cometh from the Lord. I I thought, friends, we hear so many one-liners, but if we grab a hold of just one of them, it's like taking vitamins. It'll come right to the heart of the disease. And begin to just mend it. If you just wait on the Lord. Wait on the word. Some of you have been waiting on the Lord. And that's why this message is coming tonight. It's coming right to you. 
My strength and my help cometh from the Lord. Thou art my artesian well. Praise the Lord. That'd be good if somebody would say that to the Lord. And in the midst of all this broken cistern age we live in. Lord Jesus, you are my artesian well. You are my freshness. Well, wouldn't that be great if the Lord busted into the, into the door of, and here you are as a waiting bride and you prepared yourself and you are the freshness. I was waiting for you. But in our generation, uh-huh. Satan just makes it where it's just everything becomes common. Right. Oh, how you doing? And oh, just take care of your own business. And we go on about our lives. That's not how spiritually it ought to be. God put a, law, a, a, a love in our hearts where we're waiting upon the Lord. Then he screams out, thou art my youth. Amen. Amen. He just got done speaking about being past 50. And all of us, as we age, there's certain things that we go through. But to cry out to the Lord, Thou art my youth. You are my strength. That's a person that's waiting on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Renew our strength, Lord, on a Wednesday night. Edify the church. Strengthen believers. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I want to encourage some of you that have been running, running, and you're weary, weary. But are we being faithful to wait upon the Lord? Is that the reason maybe why we get faint-hearted and why things so dramatically affect us as believers? You're being encouraged tonight to wait upon the Lord when we would run and not be weary and would walk down our Christian journey and not faint and fall out of the way. To be to be waiting on the Lord as Paul was talking about waiting means to be present. We salute you, Lord. We have respect for God's presence, for his ministers. On a Wednesday night service, this this is our greatest time of the week. To be together like this. Do you agree? If we're not careful, we can get plagued with a disease too. It just becomes common to us. Just out of duty. You know, I'm here and that's good enough. You know, preach us happy, Brother John. It might be a warning to someone. Wake up a little bit. It might be a rebuke to one and it might be an encouragement to someone else. Just wait upon the Lord. Just a little whisper. Just a little word of encouragement. Just keep doing what you're doing. Lord God, he said, this is my duty to go. Now, just keep it in context. He's talking about being past 50 years old and waking up in the morning and not hardly being able to put one foot. Now he says, Lord God, this is my duty to go. I'm called to the post of duty. And the first thing you know... Something begins to gurgle up inside of me. And when I, when I read this today, I thought, could that be an encouragement to someone that might be weary tonight or discouraged? And you start just pronouncing all of these things of weakness in your life that the Holy Spirit, the first thing you know, we start confessing the word. Something begins to gurgle up inside of you. May it happen tonight right now. Put a real encouragement back into your life. 
Because you're immovable. You're steadfast. I saw this today out of greater than Solomon is here. Brother Branham said, you just have faith in God and trust him. He'll take you through the shadows. He's already there to help you. That's right. Praise God. Standing somewhere in the shadows. If you're a single parent tonight, God is with you. If you're a teenager, and and Brother John was seeing you in the opening service as you worship God and raised your hand, God bless you. It was like the bride stepping out of the shadow saying, Lord, I love you on a Wednesday night. Some of you are weary. Maybe you're going home to a, a relationship or a family life that is somehow broken. But here's a word from the Lord tonight. You just have faith in God and trust Him. He'll take you through the shadows. He's always there to help you. Sister Judy Florent, God is your strength in the nerves, in the bones. She's been a mother. She's held twins. She's raised children. Bless our sister Judy. Brother Ryan Hayes visited the office and was with Brother Tom yesterday. He needs our prayers as he's back, you know, and comes in with a cane. Bless Brother Ryan Hayes. They that wait upon the Lord, that in their time of trouble, they cry out to Him. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let it be a lightning bolt through the unbelief and darkness and chaos. That Satan's trying to maybe inject into your life. Let it break somebody free tonight. In prayer, Brother Branham was in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And in prayer, he said, O Lamb of God, come into our midst tonight in the power of thy resurrection. Give us rapturing faith tonight. Give us great faith. Love, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Father, we thank Thee for the opportunity that we have to be back here. And this blessed, he was speaking about the tabernacle. Well, Brother Reed was the pastor. And he mentions also Sister Reed, R-E-E-D, and all these lovely saints of yours. We thank Thee for the grace that's kept us. Oh, at the trials and the heartaches and the shaking times and down through the shadows, through the cold spells. But here we are gathered tonight after seven years still in love with Jesus. To God be the glory. We just thank Thee, Father, for the grace that's kept us. And it's brought us safe thus far. And it'll take us on. And we're willing to trust it to go on. There's a prophet giving us a good example. It was seven years and he was thanking God. Maybe it's been ten. Maybe it's been fifteen. Maybe it's been twenty. Maybe it's been forty. God's kept you through the cold spells. Through the shadows, through the heartaches, the trials, and the shaking times. We're waiting on you tonight. Pouring your power into these fragile, uh, just uh, frailing vessels. Lord, as we just hear a few more minutes before we go out into this cold, gloomy night. We're waiting on you, Father. In Jeffersonville, again, in another message, he said, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has identified himself in his word. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, identified himself in the meeting this morning 
Now he's going back to the... Now, Jesus, then today. And I think we've had enough to say, and in our day too. Can we say that? Uh, it's not just Jesus of yesterday. He's today. Oh, you give him glory. And you add to his enthusiasm when you believe the word. Don't get bored in your love life. Don't let it just get, you know, your love life to become just impassioned. Just a spiritual dud. Just no vibrancy. No joy. Lord, restore the joy. Here we're speaking in a message. And, and talking about the spirit of discernment that had moved in the morning service. How it was God identifying himself. And brother Matthew, you prayed this prayer tonight about maybe some of our young people or children or someone needing to be saved. He's, he's talking about a sinner from the ruts of sin to make them a new man and a new creature. Just listen to this. Brother Ernie, you'll like this. Take the lowest of man or the lowest of woman, a drunkard, an alcoholic, whatever it is, and straighten them up, clean them up, and make a gentleman or a lady out of them. That's my Lord. Friends, that's who we're waiting on tonight. If I could just turn it real quickly to wait on the Lord, that's our Lord. Who are you waiting on? Are you, are you waiting on the next release? Of the iPhone or the, the next step up in the video game or the next jump in your career or the salary. No, no, we're waiting on the Lord. And I, I'm not speaking negatively about the natural things that people aspire to, but I'm speaking about the Lord. We're waiting on the Lord. That's our Lord. Take a man that's sick and afflicted and no hope for him and raise him up to a new life again. And then appear into our midst and identify himself as the same Jesus to know the very thoughts of our heart. To stand in our midst, in the midst of his people. God is in his people. I believe that tonight. God is in the people. Look at us all, friends. Wherever you were today, college, university, grocery store, in your job. They do not respect you, love you, or receive you like we do. And then some come into the house of God and Satan plagues them with complexes and feelings and thinking that people are against you or the church is against you when it's nothing but a lie from Satan. It's like a hospital church is. People come in sick and have needs and kind of our wounds are kind of out there and we're sometimes pain and we're screaming out and crying out. But as humans, we want to hold it in. We don't want people to know we got an issue or there's a problem. This is a hospital. Cry out to God and just wait on him. Just wait on him. It might be minute 47, uh, uh, time code 36 that God says something to your heart, but wait on him. Wait. God is in his people identifying himself. He's here now. The same Holy Spirit. He's putting vitamins into the church. He's putting vitamins into us as his children. Aren't you thankful for that? Let's go to Second Chronicles. Chapter 16, verse 12. I just have one verse here. 
I want to bring a balance to the last several times we've spoke. I didn't want anyone to misunderstand. We believe that God is our healer. We also know Brother Branham talked about it. And I have many quotes in front of me. We have over the last two times. And this is the third service, which we won't get to. But he talked about chiropractors. And he talked about medical doctors. And he talked about ministry. And even divine healing. And that no minister is a healer. God is our healer. And he talked about chiropractors and medical doctors. They talk negatively about one another. And he brought it into the ministry. And he talked about how even ministers can talk bad about medicine or chiropractors. He said, we ought not to do that. He said, anything that does good for the people, we support that. And if you want some of those quotes, just text us or email us. I'll be very happy to send them to you. God is our healer. And he said, talked about how they speak bad about one another and they ought not to do that. Whatever means God chooses to heal someone, I say amen to that. And if they can get help by any means, at the end of the day, period, God is our healer. But let's look at one verse here. And uh, it's actually 2 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 12. And it's a man named Asa, and I'm not going to get into his life, but just take one verse, Second Chronicles 16, verse 12. And Asa, if I'm saying his name wrong, forgive me, in the 30 and ninth year of his reign was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease, he sought not the Lord, to the Lord, but to the physicians. I'm going to read this verse again. And Asa in the 30 and ninth year of his reign was diseased in his feet. Until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease, he sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. Let me just speak about this for a moment. It offends the Lord when a person that calls themselves a believer does not seek God first before the physicians. Number one is seek the Lord. Number two is then the physicians. So we see in the scripture an example of a man that had a disease and the Bible says he sought not the Lord but to the physicians and God did not like that. So tonight as we bring it into the New Testament and for us as believers, I'll say it again. It offends the Lord when a person that calls themselves a believer does not seek him first before the physicians. As believers, number one, we seek the Lord. Number two, if it's possible, then the physicians. And and I have some many quotes here of different ones that could help maybe some to, and Brother Branham used the words to make life easier for someone. I think that's a good little tie post for tonight. Whatever condition a person might be in themselves or for someone else. Have you sought the Lord? Uh, the Canadian medical system is not our go to person. And definitely not in America. The Lord is our healer. We seek him first. 
He's not an afterthought. He's not number two. But if you move him to number two and elevate physicians and medicine and, and just proclaim that to yourself and everyone else, you are in air. Right. And it's time to bring back glory to God and let the power of healing be released in the church. Not just from the pulpit, but in our families. It's not just the aspirin or a, a pill or something else. And I'm not downing that. But the word and the Lord is number one. Is that settled? And you know that Brother John's balanced. Sometimes waiting isn't the most exciting. Just got a few more minutes before we close. Waiting and to wait and that time of your life isn't the most invigorating. It might seem like nothing is happening. It might seem like nothing has happened for a long time for you or for a situation you're praying for or for a situation in the church. Let me have your attention. It might even be a struggle for you to stand. It might be a struggle for you in certain areas to try to comprehend or understand maybe physical things or why God would make a little boy with autism or why he would make a little girl with a waterhead or why he would put weaknesses in the church. Why he would allow certain things amongst us and our families. In our age that we live in, and I'm just going to, I need to go into an area of quietness now. I'm just going to bring on the subject of weight, and I have it on the slide of quietness. In our age, it is so difficult to find quietness. Wait, I say, on the Lord. But I want to speak about quietness for a few minutes. Take it from the scripture. A place of solitude. A place where you can find rest and be quiet. Where you can lay down your burdens and cares and just wait on the Lord. It's it's the ability to tune into the right channel, into the right frequency where there's not a lot of static. To hear the voice of God and know the voice of God. That's what David in Psalms 46 said, be still and know that I am God. Wait on the Lord. Be still. Does not necessarily mean that you stop all activity, you do nothing, and you're just sitting there doing nothing. I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting. No, many times that's just nothing but a lazy spirit. God in amongst the church. We need to drive that spirit out and say, whatever my condition is, I'm serving the Lord. I'm not going to be pouty and victimize everybody and everything. And woe is me. If God chooses not to heal me in this life, I have a new body. And if it's a little weakness in my spirit, I have a little weak spot or I'm not as strong as others, then I'm just going to keep that covered by prayer and by the word. We could spend a few minutes there, but some of us could just use a little, a good night's sleep. Drink some more water and get a little exercise. That's spiritual, but let's speak about quietness now. To be quiet is to be tranquil. To come to a place of rest and to where you're undisturbed. Many times it is to be inactive and to show some quietness. And it's to display it too. You're not saying, I'm at rest, I'm at rest, and then just always be flighty and nervous and upset and saying things. No, it's to display that. 
and to cause quietness. You remember when, when Brother Joseph was just, the house was just all in chaos and Brother Branham stepped in and things. It was just doing something out of love that would seem so natural. And then pretty soon Joseph had his blocks and Becky and Sarah and every, because there was a manifestation. Silence, noiselessness, and softness. Let's just read here in Proverbs 17.1. Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. You could have somebody just doing a lot of sacrifices and doing a lot of works and doing a lot of things for for the Lord and for the message. But if there's not an inner quietness and peace, at some time it's going to fall apart. God give us quietness. Remember, this could just be for one or two people tonight. This, This service might not be for everyone here. It might be focused in on, uh, on a sheep that's hurting. But in Ecclesiastes, the Bible says better is a handful with quietness than both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. And I think we all could give a hearty amen. Man. Just a little handful. Just give us a little bit, but have quietness. Then have both our hands full, but there's just travail and vexation and trouble. Give us quietness. And our last two scriptures here in Isaiah, Isaiah thirty fifteen. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And ye would not. That's a sad scripture, isn't it? Let's not fulfill that. Negative part. Let there be these things written for our examples. Can we do that tonight? In returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence will be your strength. Oh, this is good word for us tonight. In our last scripture in Isaiah 32. And the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. So if what follows your life or your testimony is just a lot of trouble and division and heartache. Have we waited on the Lord? Because they that wait upon the Lord. We've already gone through that and it's in Isaiah. But here in Isaiah we read, the work of righteousness shall be peace. Peace with God. Peace with yourself. Peace with the brethren. You say, Brother John, everything I seem to do seems to be misunderstood or taken wrong. Have you waited on the Lord? Are you in your position? Have you moved out of your position? Are you doing something that's not God's will? It's time to come back into position. Wait upon the Lord. God can give you peace. That should be the believer's land. And I'm very aware there's situations even in our church that 
it, it seems to be broken or it seems to not be balanced. And you come to church and you want to say amen. You want to be in victory and then you're going to go right back home and or go into a situation that's very dark and you don't see a lot of hope. I understand that. But the effect of righteousness for the individual can be quietness and assurance forever. And for the believer that is thus saith the Lord. For the rest of my life. That's not just my goal or something I'm trying to be like. That is thus saith the Lord. I will have quietness and assurance forever. God bless you tonight. God bless your families. God bless all of you. As we stand to our feet tonight. You know what I found over the years? Maybe you have seen it too. That... Many get restless in the time of waiting. And we're often challenged. Uh, we're, we're, we all are often challenged to know how to live our Christian lives and what to do in certain things. And many times, this might help someone just in closing. You say, to wait, Brother John, or to wait. To the carnal mind seems like it's just a nuisance or like it's just a pain. And many times they just move along. If, if a person is said to just wait, they just move along to something else. They just go along, like I've already said, where to swipe, swipe. And, and if something don't happen like this, they just kind of move along. And we need to be careful as believers that we're not miss, missing a whole treasure load, a whole gold full of God wanting to bless our lives because we're so hasty. We're just catching the surface. You're, you're just catching the song or a word or a quote and you're zoning out. Tonight's service is just the Lord saying, wait, wait, I want to, I want to bless you further, deeper. So let us not be carnal tonight as we go to our homes. And if things aren't moving quickly, if things aren't exciting, if things aren't changing, if things aren't dramatic, that we just kind of move along to something that is dramatic. When the Lord says, just wait. And it seems so dull and like not a lot's happening. And if we're not careful as believers, we'll just move along to something that's more lightful and it's moving and it's active. And let's be careful tonight. Let's be watchful and prayerful and be mindful. Follow wise counsel. Seek wise counsel. Wait on the Lord. He's eternal. He has a lot of time. So as brother, as our musicians just play something. As we bow our heads tonight. Our response is without hesitation. When the Lord Jesus speaks to us, it ought to be without hesitation. But that does not mean we get impatient. Can I ask you tonight to wait? We just bow our heads and contemplate these things. Do you have it within the reservoir of your heart and of your life? Is it somewhere in your character? To wait. Are you going to keep blasting through life, 
doing it your way, your time, your schedule, your thoughts, your feelings. God, take all that out of me, Jesus. Right up here next to the time of the change, I lay aside my feelings. I lay aside my thoughts tonight, my schedule, my ways, my time. I just pray collectively. God, God help us. Lord, help us, Lord Jesus. Help me, Father. Lord, as we bow our heads tonight with the assembly, we want to thank you for your amazing grace. Thankful that we have a great God we can wait on. A great healer that knows all the remedies. Knows the very core of the issue. Goes to the heart of it all. Give us quietness, Lord. So we find the Lord's will in important matters. Let us find it in prayer, God. Help us to stay neutral, I pray. And as your prophet said, let's wait upon the Lord. Lord, you show us what decision to make. The way we feel led to go, then we just wait a little bit. Then wait a little longer and see which way, Lord. Say, Father, in my heart, you know it doesn't matter. But I want to know what you want to do about it. Lord, I pray the Holy Spirit would be upon every brother and sister. It's going down this Christian journey. When we look at one another on a Wednesday night. Pray the Holy Spirit would minister to every life. We've been in your presence now for... A few minutes. I pray, Lord, as maybe some have went down a wrong road. We believe the Lord is able to correct them and bring them back so we don't go wrong. So the end of our journey, we're not down a wrong road, but we made a choice. We made a decision to turn. We turn from that. Lord, we pray for every elected seed, Jesus. You know even today, Lord, as we were praying for within the assembly, different needs and burdens and ones would come to our hearts. We pray that you would go out, Lord, and minister individually. You're a great father and a great Lord. We just want to bless you, Lord. Put enthusiasm back into our life with you, Jesus. Put joy and love back in our experience, Jesus. And if Satan has tried to get somebody through some cold draft, some spirit that's wrong or of Satan's kingdom, just tried to come in there and grab one of your sheep. May you clear up their minds, oh God. Clear up their hearts, Jesus. Start with me. Start with my life. Don't ever let us get proudful. Think we've got it all together. and We know everything. or We've been down this road a long way. Don't ever let us get like that, Lord, where we're not willing to stay flexible with people around us and this generation that's coming up, our children and our young people that keep it fresh, Lord. Keep it clean. Keep our minds stayed on you. Keep our bodies whole from the diseases and the afflictions that would come upon this generation. And don't let us be like Asa 
Asa in the scripture that did not seek you, but sought the physicians first. If any of us have been guilty of that, Lord, may we turn that around tonight. The Lord Jesus is our healer. He is the deliverer. He's the answer. And if you would choose to use some means of a physician or medicine or something in this life, we accept that, Lord. But we give all glory to God. We give praises to the Lord Jesus for His mighty power of restoration. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for this amazing. Wait. Wait. Wait, oh Lord, how you've spoken to us tonight. Go with every heart and every life. Be our portion this week. Some are traveling. Some are away. Some are local. Some are visiting. I pray, Lord, you just meet every need. Every individual that you would be their portion in Jesus Christ's name. How many would say amen tonight? But to wait in prayer for an answer from you.